You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. 0-2, curveball swing and a miss. And the A's survive in Kansas City. A Saturday afternoon marathon of nearly four hours, and the A's prevail. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome into the A's Clubhouse Show. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today as we are taking your calls. 833-625-2278 if you want to line them up the A's unable to stave off the sweep today as they fall to the Angels in extra innings, going down 5-4 to four in 12 innings. The voice of the Oakland A's, who was on the call for much of the action today, Ken Korak, joining us on A's Clubhouse. And Ken, kind of an interesting game. Early on, things just didn't seem to be breaking the A's way. You know, whenever it could have gone either way, it seemed to break for the Angels. Then they were able to add on... Tony Kemp's big double, getting them on the board and breathing some life into this team for the first time really in this series, and then just kind of unable to finish the job there in the extra innings. Yeah, and the, the place runner, you're supposed to finish the game quickly, right? So we went 12, right. and they just had the shot, and Cal Stevenson hit that ball hard to the right side, but the shift got him. But, uh, yeah, it's tough for the A's to score runs on this homestand, and really disappointing when you go 0-5, but... Uh, I think the kid from Fremont was the bright spot today, Mr. Stevenson. Yeah, some life brought into this. You know, it, it was kind of a strange start to the day because the A's making some roster moves and Jed Lowry DFA'd. He's been a great member of the A's through all three of his iterations with the team. And so it's tough to see a guy who's been such a fan favorite and such a great guy with this team leave. But, you know, this is something that, you know, we've heard the A's talk about bringing up some of these young guys. And, you know, that's something in a season like this. J.P. Sears looked really good today, and Cal Stevenson kind of providing a spark. These are the kind of things that when you're watching what the A's have done, that you start looking for these young guys to kind of breathe some life into the late part of the year. Well, yeah, you're right. You want to find people you can go forward with in a season that you know, likely will find the A's finishing in fifth place in the division. And it's tough to see Jed go, though, Joe. As you know, he was a, he was a great A and part of three teams that went to the postseason while he was here, three cents with the club, and... Made the All-Star team in 18 and a great role model because of his approach, as we mentioned on the broadcast, to the A's young hitters. Doubles machine at 49. Two base hits one year. So it's always tough. And that was emotional for Mark Kotze because they were teammates in 2008 with the Red Sox. And, you know, Mark is a young manager and, you know, Jed uh, well up into his 30s now. So kind of a convergence of those two things today. But... Yeah, you know, I, th- I thought that J.P. Sears did a great job and in his first A's start, not his first Major League start. Of course, he had faced the A's in New York, and he easily could have finished his outing with no runs allowed. The two runs that were charged to him came across the plate after he had left the game when Renjifo hit the three-run home run in the sixth inning. So five and a third, three hits, and no runs. And that was a great effort. His pitch count really wasn't built up to the point where he was going to go like 100 pitches anyway, but... He showed a lot of poise and command out there. Looked like he belonged on the hill. So I think that J.P. Sears is a guy that, you know, we don't know, Joe, how things are going to work out for the rest of the year, but I'd be surprised if he stays healthy if he doesn't stay in the ace rotation for the duration now. 
Yeah, it'd be something exciting to see. I mean, he looked, you guys mentioned this a lot during the broadcast, but both J.P. Sears and Cal Stevenson, I thought they looked really poised today. You know, I know, you know, Sears not making his major league debut, but sometimes when guys come up and they get their first chance with a new club, it's kind of a nerve-wracking. They want to impress guys, and it can be a little shaky early on. But both these guys looked very comfortable today coming and playing for the A's. And, you know, it didn't work out for the A's, but they did make big contributions. Well, especially in that last at-bat against Jaime Berea with the game on the line and a chance to tie the game with a base hit. And you're right, Stevenson took some close pitches. He wasn't jumpy. He wasn't over-anxious. It looks like he's got a very good command of the strike zone. On-base percentage really high during his time at AAA. Who knows? He might be a leadoff hitter at some point. too. he's not a real power guy, but uh, I think the other thing, testament to him, and I'm sure that Mark Conce wanted to keep him comfortable in his first game but when Sky Bullet came in the game he went to left field and they kept Stevenson in center so kind of a validation of what the A's uh, believe about Stevenson and that is that he's a plus defender out there in center. Yeah and I'm wondering right now if this is just kind of the start I'm expecting more kind of moves like this throughout the, the rest of the last few months of the season where we might start to see some of these guys start to come up here and there and maybe make some more major league debuts and just kind of get a little bit of an extended look and we, we've seen a little bit of that Nick Allen getting some extended run and you know some of the guys that have been called up from AAA but I'm wondering if that's going to just kind of be the start of what we're going to see more and more from the A's down the stretch. Interesting call for the ball club too on that especially with the guy like Shea Langoliers who's depending on you know who you read is the A's top prospect or the number two prospect, and but if you and he's having a great year in AAA, he deserves to be called up at some point. But Sean Murphy is your guy behind the plate, and he is one of the best catchers in the game and a Gold Glover. So you, you know, if you call Langlers up, you want him to play. Right. Uh, so that's a, you know you don't. And you, I mean, Sean Murphy he wants to play almost every day. When he doesn't play, he DHs like today. So. Uh, it reminds me a little, I'm not sure it's completely analogous, but my first year broadcasting in Triple Agus was 1989, Joe. And uh, Sandy Alomar was the catcher for the Las Vegas team. He had been the minor league player of the year the year before. But the Padres had Benito Santiago playing almost every day behind the plate, and Sandy had to spend the whole season until September call-ups playing in Triple A because they didn't want him sitting in the minors, and they didn't want to move Santiago out of being the regular catcher there. So sometimes that can, can be a conundrum for the organization. Well, yeah, and I guess it's one of those things that you, you ask the A's, they might say it's a good kind of problem to have too many good players at one position, but you're right. I mean, if you're trying to get guys up here and give them experience, you, you want them to get up here and, and have a chance to play and not just sit around because we've seen that with some of the other guys in years past when the A's have called up a guy like Franklin Barreto when he would get called up and kind of, you know, get hot at AAA and then come up and sit for three or four games, you know, and not get a chance to really kind of uh, work his way into any kind of rhythm. But a tough one for the A's. Ken, I'll, I'll see you out there. I'm going to be out there on Friday. I'm throwing out the first pitch at Friday's game. So do you have any wow. advice for me before I throw out the first pitch and before I embarrass myself? Uh, well, you know, I mean, Mr. Catronio thinks to, to really validate the fact that you're throwing the first pitch, you've got to get to the top slope. You got to get up I there on top. I will be on the mound. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, then I would say warm up. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know, go down there and warm up. You know. So well, that's my, the only my, advice my that is, I have for you. Yeah, my thinking is it's you know one of those rare opportunities, good or bad. You got to do it from the mound. You can't just go in front of the grass and you know just get out there and wave and everything. So we'll yeah, see how it goes on, on Friday. Getting the ball up a little bit. You don't want to bounce it. 
Right. Okay, fair enough. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I will try to do that. I might go full Rick and Keel on it and really lay, air it out, but I'll just well, try to get it Well, the, the backstop is back there, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> That's it. It'll block the ball from going into reason. the stands. That's right. All right, Joe. All right, Ken, have a good one. Thanks, uh, appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you later on this week. We are taking your calls. 833-625-2278 is the phone number. A's fall to the Angels. Five to four in extra innings today. Kind of a, an interesting game. We saw the A's debut of J.P. Sears, one of the players the A's got in the Frankie Montas trade. He looked very good, looked very sharp in this game. You know, he gets a couple runs tagged to his pitching line, but that weren't while he was in the game. That was came afterwards on one big swing of the bat. The A's did battle back, finally getting some offense in this game, which has been a real struggle for them in this series. So if you want to line it up in your impressions of J.P. Sears or, or Cal Stevenson, the new A's players coming up, or you've got some thoughts about Jed Lowry, we were just talking about it with Ken Korak there, a great player for this A's team through multiple times that he was, you know, up and down, up and down. And the only place he seemed to stay healthy was here with the Oakland A's and a big part of some impressive A's team. So we'll talk about Jed Lowry and you know, being DFA'd today. Unfortunate that the A's have to see one of their uh, their fan favorites from the last decade uh, walk away while they're giving an opportunity for some of these younger players uh, down the stretch in a season where the A's have really struggled. So 833-625-2278, the number we're going to hear from the A's manager later on. And Chris Townsend will join us a little later on in the show as well. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi everyone, Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's Internet that does it all. That's unbeatable Internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome into A's Clubhouse. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend this afternoon. The A's unable to, to avoid the sweep as they fall to the Angels 5-4 in extra innings. It was kind of a rough day the way it started out for the Oakland A's. Not getting a lot of breaks, but they did finally break through late in that game. Tied things up, went back and forth, but ultimately come up short, falling to the Angels 5-4. Oakland has now lost five straight games as they were just swept at home in that two-game series against the Giants and then followed it up with a three-game sweep as the Angels sweep the A's at home. All of this uh, leading up to the weekend series. So a tough run for the Oakland A's right now as they are trying to find some of that, that magic that really helped them through July. But we were talking about it a lot last month you know this A's team not getting a lot of offense right now and they were really relying on home runs and extra base hits to to kind of carry this team they really capitalized on a lot of hits and a lot of big games last month and that so far 
this month has not quite carried over. But J.P. Sears, one of the players the A's got back in the Frankie Montas deal, he looked very sharp. We want to talk about him and the debut for Cal Stevenson. We'll talk about that as we roll along. 833-625-2278. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at VegasJoeHughes. We'll head out to the phone lines and get to some of the highlights. We're going to start with Mike calling in from Texas. What's going on, Mike? Where in Texas are you calling from? Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Okay, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, two things. I, uh, I'm responding to Chris's rant the other day about the Giants. I didn't okay. think anybody hated the Giants as much as I do. We were raised <laughs> to hate the Giants. We rooted for the Raiders and the A's. In fact, my wife will not let anybody watch an A's-Giants game with me because she says I am so obnoxious. But for me, I really want to stick it to the Giants because if people don't remember, when they built that new ballpark over there, we weren't the first American League team in that park. They had the Yankees over here. I'm hoping we build that new park, and the first National League team we have in that park is the Dodgers. Just <laughs> just give it back to the Giants. I, I, I can't wait for that. Well, I appreciate it, Mike, because you know what? I've been enjoying a little schadenfreude right now this season because the A's have obviously struggled. And after the 107-win year for the Giants last year, my schadenfreude, because the A's aren't going to go to the playoffs, enjoying the Giants not making the playoffs, you know? No. But David Force talked with Chris yesterday on on the A's players, and two of them played today, but he talked about four of them at Midland. And I got to see them last month. Got to see Zach Geloff, uh uh, Logan Davidson and Jordan Diaz, A's mm-hmm. fans had better be excited. Those guys, they crush the ball. When it comes off their bat, it's another. It, it sounds differently. They're really good ball players. It's going to be a lot of fun to see them. Uh, yeah, Zach Geloff is yet. definitely a name that I've got circled. And I know a lot of the A's fans do too. You know, he was hurt for a lot of this year, but you know, the A's believe that this guy is going to be one of their like can't miss hitting prospects and. You get a guy like that coming up through your system, it's easy to kind of re-energize a fan base and get them excited about some of these young guys because they're prospects. You never know. But a guy like Zach Geloff is definitely a guy that I think a lot of A's fans have circled to kind of keep a really close eye on his career. Oh, absolutely. He he hit a home run. I don't think he landed yet that night. Oh, guy crushes <laughs> the ball. But two of, all three of them, when they hit it, it sounds different. They, when they hit it, they, the, bat, the ball comes off their bat. It's, it's one of those like you hear it sounds different coming off their bat than it does. So I'm excited to see him, and I'll let you go. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited the rest of the year and next year. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate the scouting report with what's going on in Midland there. And 833-625-2278 is the phone number if you want to jump in today. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend. Townie was gonna jo- he is going to join us a little later on in the show, but ahead of that, we're going to get into some of the highlights about how this went down today. We're going to the A's and Angels played a long game. It was an entertaining game. It didn't start that way, but we were cruising along for a while, and then things really kind of dragged to a halt there as we wound up going into the extra frames, and the A's kind of finding a way to get back into this game because it was a struggle early on, and we've seen that from the A's so far here in this series with the the offense really just not finding a foothold early on, and it seemed like, oh man, this might be another one of those today's. It seemed like every 50-50 ball was breaking against the A's, and the offense was struggling, though we did have a very promising debut for J.P. Sears. We're going to take a listen to some of the highlights. First inning, Tony Kemp and Seth Brown walked, so the A's were getting some early threats on. They had two on and one out in the first inning with Sean Murphy at the plate. A rough day for Sean Murphy, and those frustrations started early. 
Here's the pitch. And Murphy, a ground ball to third, double play ball. Renhifo goes to second. Fletcher to first around the horn. That's a 5-4-3 double play. And after one, the Athletics and the Angels no score. Yeah, the double play, a big bummer for the A's today. Sean Murphy 0 for 5 today, and that was really just the start of his struggles because he had other opportunities as the game rolled along. Both pitchers did get onto cruise control after that. J.P. Sears, uh, JP Sears, one of the pitching prospects the A's got back in that Frankie montaz Lutravino deal, seemed to be enjoying the extra foul territory here at the Coliseum, and in the fourth inning, he managed to get some help from his defense. Here's a 3-2. Swung on, lifted to left, and hit well. Back is Tony Kemp, checking the wall on the track, near the wall, jumps into the wall, and holds on. Tony Kemp stays with it all the way. An opposite field shot off the bat of Otani. Tony makes the catch, and there's one out in the fourth inning. Well, it is a scientific fact that when Tony Kemp leaves his feet, something good happens, and you heard it right there. Bottom of the fourth inning, Ramon Laureano singled to center. Seth Brown followed with a single to left. So these had another rally going on. They had first and second with nobody out. Laureano, though, electing to try and force the issue. He got caught stealing third. The play was reviewed. No evidence that really showed it was clear one way or the other. Kind of looked like the hand got on, or that he got onto the bag and the uh, mitt got onto him all at the same time. He was called out. Murphy would strike out swinging there, and then it was up to Stephen Vogt. A shift on Vogt. Velasquez out in shallow ride on the grass. First pitch is left to the left. Adele has a play on it. Back into his right, makes the catch, and the inning is over. The A's threaten, but do not score. They get two hits, they leave a man on to the fifth, and we're still scoreless. As you heard from Vince there, just like that, the threat was over. It came quickly, and it went quickly. JP Series cruising along. He retired 15 straight hitters. That was before Andrew Velasquez with a one-out single in the top of the sixth inning that just snuck under the glove of Villamil Machine, who was playing far off the bag at third base. David Fletcher followed with another single, so the Angels had their own threat first and second with one out. And that's when Mark Conce decided he was going to go get J.P. Sears, trying to get him out of the game before you know he wound up having a big inning, maybe snowball on him. So he decided to go to his bullpen. He called on the lefty Sam Mole, who has been the A's break in case of emergency reliever this year. He would face Shohei Otani. He got Otani to strike out, but then the villain for the A's in this game, Luis Renjifo, he followed. He saw enough of Sam Mole's breaking ball, and he was sitting on that pitch and blew the game wide open. Now the stretch, and here's the 2-1 delivery. Mall throws, and that swung on. Drilled to left, way back, and the Angels take a 3-0 lead. Renjifo continues red hot and swung on, gone, up into the seats. 3-0 Halos in the sixth. 109.3 off the bat. Well, that big blast muddied the pitching line for J.P. Sears, who had been cruising along. Ultimately, he goes five and a third innings, three hits, two runs, no walks, and three strikeouts. And it was a couple of late singles just really coming in and kind of dirty up that scoring line because he pitched very well today. Did seem like he enjoyed the extra foul territory as the A's made a couple plays either behind the plate or over there between first and third where they were able to kind of steal an out here and there. He was cruising, sitting around low to mid-90s and had a great breaking ball working for the most part. So an impressive debut here with the A's, not a major league debut, but an Oakland A 
May's debut for J.P. Sears. You can see why the A's were so keen to get him in the Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino deal. Bottom of the sixth inning, the A's would try to make another run at trying to get back into the game. Cal Stevenson, one of the players called up before the game, getting his first big league hit. Tony Kemp would follow with a double to left, and then Ramon Laureano hit by a pitch. And so quickly, the A's had another rally going on. Bases loaded, nobody out. Heart of the order, Seth Brown, Sean Murphy coming up, but it did not end well. Loop delivers, and Murphy hits a drive to left. Left center and deep, but Duggar's got a play, and it dies, and Duggar goes toward the alley to make the catch, and the inning is over. And that quick. On a 5-2-3 double play, and the next pitch, and Murphy lines out, and the A's are denied once again. And after 6, 3-0 Angels. Yeah, a double play and a flyout. It was deflating there, and you're starting to think, oh, man, nothing is breaking the A's way today. Angels were quiet in the 7th. The A's would get some action going again as they continue to put pressure on the Angels. It started with a walk, Stephen Vogt getting on via the free pass. Then with two outs, Nick Allen would draw a walk. Cal Stevenson would follow with the third walk of the inning. So the A's unable to cash in the previous inning when they had the bases loaded and nobody out. Now they had the bases loaded with two outs. Angels would make a pitching change, turning to a former A, Jesse Chavez, the ageless wonder, still getting it done out of the bullpen. He came in, he would face Tony Kemp, who would gave the A's the big hit that they've been waiting for this whole series. The wind, the two on, swung on, line into the gap in right center field. That's going to get down. That's on the way to the wall. Three runs are going to score. Vote is home. Allen is home. Here comes Stevenson. He's in the throw to third base. Is in time. But the run counts to tie the game. It's a three-run double for Tony Kemp as he clears the bases against Jesse Chavez. And this game starts all over. Tony with his 19th double of the year in RBIs 23, 24, and 25. He's out at third base, but he cleared him off with a drive in a right center field. And great to see Cal Stevenson the trailing runners sprint around third to score that all-important tying run. Seven in the books and on to the eighth. Oakland three and Los Angeles three. Some life back into the lungs of the A's offense, which they've been missing for the better part of this series and this homestand. A.J. Puck working a clean eighth inning. He struck out Shohei Otani to end it. And in the A's half of the eighth, Ramon Laureano would get a double, setting up the A's in good position to try and take the lead. But once again, the combination of Seth Brown, Sean Murphy, and Steven Vogt unable to make it happen. And Chavez to the plate, and Steven, it's a high five ball center field. Sierra going back. He's at the track, and he's there, and he has the play right at the edge of the warning track. And as he almost got to the 400-foot mark, as Vogt gives it a ride, but the inning is over. Lariano left it third. We go to the ninth. A's three and the Angels three. Well, no runs for either team in the ninth inning, meaning we were heading to extras, free baseball in Oakland today. Danny Jimenez brought in to pitch for the A's with that runner starting at second base in the Angels. They managed to get their run in their half of the inning. And the pitch, fastball sharply hit and under the glove of Seth Brown in the right field. Around third is Duggar. He'll score the fourth run. And Los Angeles back ahead 4-3. to three. On the backhand side for Seth, a sharp ground ball that he just did not get the glove on it. And that'll be a base hit and an RBI for Sierra. Amazing play, but right on top of Seth, and he reached down 
on the backhand side playing off the line right near his body and did not get it in the glove. Well, that put the pressure on the A's to try and respond. They would get their own runner started second base. It was Sky Bolt to start that inning at second after he made the final out in the previous inning. Cal Stevenson able to get him over to third with a bunt. Tony Kemp would ground out, and then Ramon Laureano managed to even the game. Maria's 2-2. Slider grounded sharply up the middle, through the legs. Knocked down by Fletcher. No play. In the scorers, both were tied at four. An infield hit for Ramon Laureano is third today as he singles right through the legs of Berea with Fletcher behind the back at second base to his right. Didn't get it cleanly. And Laureano is safe with his 28th RBI. Well, the A's would tie the game, and like the amp for the movie Spinal Tap, we would go to 11, tied 4-4. In the 11th, Danny Jimenez would stay on to pitch for the A's. Oakland looking to keep the Angels off the board and give themselves a chance. And Danny Jimenez, who's looked very good since coming back from that shoulder injury, would do just that. And now the 1-2 delivery. And here it is to Duggar by Jimenez. Swung on and missed. Danny Jimenez back to the slider. Duggar strikes out. The Angels leave runners at second and third. The A's have a big shot to win it. We go to the bottom of the 11th in a 4-4 tie. Well, the A's had their chance, but unable to take advantage and get the win in the bottom of the 11th. So the game would roll on, taking us to the 12th. And once again, Angels able to cash in with their runner at second and retake the lead. Here's the 1-0. Curveball into the right field corner it is a fair ball just inside the stripe Sierra's hustling he's on his way to second he'll stop there as Laureano plays it back in Steven Duggar is home and the Angels regain the lead 5-4 to four. Sierra with his second extra inning RBI and his first double with the Angels in 2022 well, that was going to be a tough one. Sierra would hurt the A's there, but he would give them a gift, and he decided to try and steal third, thrown out by the, the arm of Steven Vogt up to the challenge. The Angels did challenge that call. It was upheld as Chad Pinder able to get the glove on to the arm and kind of the hip as uh, Sierra was sliding into third there. A big mistake, kind of robbing the Angels of another chance there. Bottom of the 12th inning, Elvis Andres leading off for the A's at second base as he was the final runner from the previous inning, so he's the ghost runner. Runner here, the A's final chance coming down to Cal Stevenson making his major league debut, but well, the story wasn't quite complete. Payoff pitch, and Berea delivers. Slatter yanked on the right side to his left, flagged down by Velasquez at second, throws the first, and this game is over. Angels win it at 12 by a 5 4 final. A's fall to the Angels, 5-4, unable to get the win in extra innings. If you want to jump in, I see Nate Novato, Cabby, and SF. If you want to jump in the phone line, Chris Townsend set to join us. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Vegas Joe. As we're talking about the A's loss today, how the offense has really been struggling, and an impressive debut for J.P. Sears and for Cal Stevenson making their A's debut today. And for Stevenson, his major league debut. Both look very poised today, and uh, I'm sure we're going to see at least more from them, at least from J.P. Sears, maybe getting a chance in this A's rotation heading down the stretch. But 833-625-2278, the number. We'll get into your phone calls. We'll continue along and hear from the A's manager as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. Some things just go together. 
peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. Innovation. It's at the heart of Cal State East Bay. Like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students map genes from California's endangered plants. Or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact. Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval. Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash TOU info. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome into the A's Clubhouse Show. I'm Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today. Unfortunate for the A's, they did battle back, but they still fall to the Angels 5-4 in 12 innings, unable to overcome and get that win and avoid the sweep as the Angels get the three-game sweep. These have now lost five in a row. Their offense has really been struggling here. They did find some of that late in today's game, but not enough to carry them to a win. 833-625-2278, the number. You can also find me on Twitter, at VegasJoeHughes. Townie will join us on the other side of the hour as he gets ready here. But before we get ahead, we're going to step aside for a brief moment to give a chance for our stations to identify themselves. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Well, a tough loss for the A's as they are struggling having dropped five straight games. We've got the A's manager, Mark Conte, with his reaction to today's loss. Hi, so you said before the game that uh, JP had a really good fastball and that you were looking for aggressive that aggressive pitch from him. How do you think his fastball looked today? Uh, I thought JP, for his first outing as an A, uh, did an outstanding job today. He uh, pounded the zone with his fastball, had a couple strikeouts, no walks. Um, you know, overall, uh, I, thought, I thought he did a great job. Uh, he had a lot of foul tip outs, I think about five. Was that a strategy thing? Is that or is that just something that happened? No, I don't know if I've seen four consecutive P3s in a game. So that was a little odd. Um, we talked about that in the dugout a little bit. And uh, you know, as you talk about, I think that's 
a sign of, of the fastball having some some ride or some deception. Um, guys were behind it, and uh, he likes to elevate the fastball, and I think that was a sign of it as well. What do you think about your other new guy? It seems like somebody that has a very good control of the bat, good monitor, by the way. Yeah, you know, Cal had a good good day. He got his first big league hit, uh, which is great. He took some good at-bats, got on base, even the last at-bat of the game. And goes from 0-2 to 3-2 in barrels of baseball. Uh, so, you know, um, I think overall, just the assessment from just watching the today, as you talk about, you know, he's got um, control of the strike zone. Um, with Sears, uh, obviously he was kind of still building up the pitch count. Do you, do you expect him to kind of keep on building that up? Is that plan going forward with him? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, obviously in that situation today, first and second and in the sixth, I was, uh, you know, happy that he got into the sixth with his pitch count. Um, you know, we had talked about 75-80 going into this game. Um, you know, he hasn't been built up um, up until, I mean, we're trying to do that here as well. But um, to get into the sixth uh, with limited pitches uh, shows that he is a strike thrower and, and uh, aggressive in the zone. Well, that was the A's skipper Mark Kotze after today's 5-4 loss to the Angels in extra innings. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend right now. 833-625-2278 is the number if you want to jump in the line. Chris is going to join us on the other side. We're going to talk about an impressive debut for a couple of A's rookies today. That's kind of the highlight from today's game because the A's have now lost five straight games, swept at home by the Angels, and they did find a little late life in their offense. But overall, the A's offense has really been struggling here. We've known that they've been relying on the home run and the extra base hit because they haven't been getting a lot of hits. So the A's coming up short against the Angels 5-4. to four. We'll roll along. We'll take your calls. And Chris and I will talk about an impressive rookie debut for an A's pitcher, J.P. Sears. We'll have that as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central. Message, video, phone, together. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. Ha, ah, hitting the road with the family. On your way to nonstop adventures, no worries ahead. Because you know you can stop at a Chevron station along the way. Get fuel for your car, fuel for your crew. That's Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable mileage and snacks for all. Coffee for mom, chips for the kids, cold drinks for dad. You know, for the road ahead. Toss in some laughs, out-of-tune singing, and a zillion are-we-there-yets. And you just made lifelong family memories. Chevron, together ahead. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services. 
specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Hinder, it's a deep drive to left. Ruff is going back at the track, turning around at the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. You're listening to A's Cast. And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track in the shadows. Looks up and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry and the A's are back ahead 5-3. to This is the A's Clubhouse Show. 57 games in AAA in the Rays organization at Durham. 265, two homers, 17 RBIs. 16 games at Vegas, 305. Three homers, eight ribbies for Stevenson. The pitch to Cal is swung on. Line shot, a diving play backhand. Velasquez gets up, throws the first, but not in time. And he pulls Gosselin off the bag anyway. And that's the first major league hit for the local kid, Cal Stevenson. And the Stevenson fan club down to our left in the lower deck. Right near the ace bullpen. They are going crazy over there. You're grinding along in the minor leagues, and there's no doubt a lot of players have it through their mind, is anybody paying attention to me? And then he gets traded, and suddenly he's playing for the hometown team. What a great moment for Cal Stevenson. But Fisk, look at all the people down there. It's like half of Fremont is down there cheering for Cal. Welcome back to A's Clubhouse. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend. 833-625-2278, the number there as you heard the first major league hit for a pair of A's rookies making an impressive debut today as the A's fall to the Angels 5-4. Cal Stevenson had a cadre of fans out there. They were holding up sides and enjoying the company and enjoying an impressive debut for a young guy who made his major league debut but looked like he's been here for a long time. He looked very comfortable. J.P. Sears, the uh, starting pitcher today, the other rookie that made an impressive debut as we welcome the man who usually hosts this show, Chris Townsend, joining us here as we talk about, you know, a tough loss for the A's, another struggle for the A's offense early on. But, you know, in a season where you start looking for some silver linings, an impressive debut for a couple of young players for the A's today, Chris. Yeah, I, I you know, when you look at Sears, I mean, we really shouldn't be shocked. I mean, this is a guy where you're talking about seven outings for the New York Yankees. Two starts. One of them was against the Athletics, and we saw that. So, I mean, obviously, if you've been pitching at Yankee Stadium, you're not going to show up at the Coliseum in front of 8,000 and be like, oh, boy. I mean, uh, yeah, this kid has been sitting in AAA. What we have seen just in the two starts – now, you go off the seven games he pitched for the Yankees, got, a, got he has a 2.05 ERA. So, you know, it's kind of one of those deals that if he's not in the Yankees system and he's in X amount of other systems, he's probably already in the big leagues right now as, as a guy that's probably played most of the season. So, you know, here is the land of opportunity for the A's. And, you know, coming here, I thought he looked great. He looked great when he pitched against the A, uh, against the Athletics in the Bronx, and I thought he looked great tonight also. I mean, I should say today. I mean, 
fastball. He hides it real well, so his 93-94 kind of jumps on you. Slider was good, and he only threw the changeup like seven times, but I thought the changeup, I mean, great arm motion, looks just like the fastball out of his hand. I'm very impressed. And, and how about this, Joe? Keep this guy in the rotation as long as he does well. I don't care what you got to do. Keep him in the rotation. Let him continue to, to – and I don't think I'm putting the cart before the horse here and, – and, and let him grow. And, boy, what that does for the offseason leading into spring training for him. There's a reason why you traded for him. There's a lot of belief that this guy is at least a three in a, in a pretty decent starting rotation. Let him go. Let's see he, what he has for the rest of the season, and then that could really play well for you starting spring training at Ho-Ho Cam down in Mesa. Yeah, man, I agree with you. There was a couple of the swings and misses that you saw from the Angels where they were so far out in front of pitches where they just were off balance. And, you know, I think he got a little taste of how much foul territory the A's have here. And he saw, man, I'm going to be able to steal a lot of outs when I've got guys out in front and they're going to pop balls up here behind the plate and over here behind first and over here behind third. This is going to be an easy place for, for a guy like him to pitch, I feel like, because he can feel like he can be aggressive, you know, because you're going to be able to get some outs there on the foul territory, and it's a big ballpark for the most part, especially, you know, on those colder nights where the ball's not going to jump out there. So I want to see this guy pitching. I want to see these young guys in there, and it comes at a cost, unfortunately, for today because Jed Lowry has been a great A for half of his career, seven of yeah. the 14 seasons. But, you know, that's the transition. The A's started this year with a lot of veteran guys, but we want to see some of these young guys because that's the way that the A's are transitioning. And, you know, you have a cost. You're going to lose some of these guys that have been beloved A's for a long time. And we're going to talk about Jed Lowry a lot here, but that's how you're going to see some of these young guys. It means some of these beloved veterans like a guy like Jed Lowry are going to have to, you know, find an opportunity hopefully somewhere else where maybe Jed can catch on with a team uh, over the last month and a half here. You know, we can't say thank you enough to Jed Lowry. Everything that he did for us, uh, you know, just not as an A's fan, but from a standpoint of A's cast, A's cast live, all the different pregame shows on the different stations. You know, Jed followed us around a little bit. We, we changed stations quite a bit. And Jed was always great with his time, never said no. Such a good person, really smart guy. Northern California has been so good to him. You know, you think about Stanford and playing ball there, meeting his wife there, and then, of course, the different stints here in Oakland and the great success he had. I mean, everywhere else Jed Lowry played, he couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't stay healthy. Where did he stay healthy? He stayed healthy here. Um, so many big at-bats, so many big games, an all-star here. Jed Lowry's good people, and I know earlier today Glenn Kuyper made a great point on NBC Sports California that we don't know if this is it for Jed, uh, if he'll latch on with somebody else. But when it's all said and done, I would not be shocked if somehow Jed Lowry is brought back into our system from a standpoint as a coach, as a mentor, somebody in the front office. Jed Lowry, no doubt, will be remembered as a great A. He's one of the great extra base hitters. Uh, record for most doubles in a season. Uh, you know, he's top. He's tops one of the top double hitters in the history of the Oakland Athletics. What a great guy, and uh, he's going to be missed. I hate to see it in this way. It's the business, but I just wanted to say thank you to Jed Lowry and truly everything he did for us 
all these years from a from a broadcasting standpoint. And then for J.P. Sears, you know, you look at his age. What what, what is he, Joe? He's twenty six, right? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now, but I, I know he's in that range. Yeah, he's in that range to where, you know, night after night, we're talking about Cole Irvin, and we're talking about Blackburn, and we're talking about Caprilli. These guys are all 28, about to be 29. J.P. Sears, like 26, he's entering his prime. You're getting him at just the right time. Waldachuk, the same guy you got who was also out on that AAA staff with Sears, Therefore, the New York Yankees. So you're bringing these guys that are ready. They're ready to seize the moment. I mean, Sears is ready to be one of your guys. I mean, you got a five-man rotation. Let's see if this guy can be one of those guys. Can he seize the moment the way Zach Logue hasn't been able to? Of course, Zach Logue came over from the Blue Jays in the Matt Chapman deal. So can Sears be that guy that seizes this moment? And then Waldachuk, and you, next thing you know, you go, well, you traded Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino, but you know what? Going into next year, I got two starters right here in Sears and Waldachuk. Let's see it. Let's see what the A's have gotten from some of these trades. Let's see it for the rest of the season. Yeah, and you're right. And uh, J.P. Sears, 26. He'll be 27 in February. So you're right. He's just coming into his prime. There's... There's not much more that he has left to do in the minors. He's just got to get out there and have the ability and the opportunity to pitch. And, you know, if you're a team, whether you're a team like the A's that's transitioning or you're a really good team, you're not always going to get your guys that come up as the top 10 prospects that fill out your roster. You need guys, you know, further down that prospect list that are going to hit. You know, you got to have those not just hit at the, on the field, but that are going to be hits when they come up and get an opportunity. And you're right. That's something the A's have been waiting for this year. They've been waiting for those guys. They thought maybe a, a Kevin Smith or a Christian Pache early this season maybe have the ability to be one of those guys. But they've been waiting for those guys, and they've been giving some opportunities to guys like Adrian Martinez. You mentioned Zach Logue and, you know, guys that they're hoping can kind of catch on and make a run. And I was really impressed. You know, it's only one start here for the A's, but he does have a track record as J.P. Sears Looked very good. I thought Cal Stevenson looked very calm. You know, they're they're hoping that Jonah Bride can maybe be one of those guys, and maybe Sky Bolt is another guy that can continue to show some promise here at the end of the year now that he's getting an extended run. Because down this stretch, we know that this season's not going to end with a postseason, but you start kind of biding time to see who's going to be here in three years, who's going to be here in four years. At some point, you know, does a Shea Langoliers finally get the call up? I know he's kind of a little log jam with Sean Murphy there, but when we saw this with the last iteration of the A's getting competitive, it started being fun when you saw the Shamanayas getting called up. When you saw those guys getting to make an impact and starting to kind of solidify a future that fans could see and start getting excited about. I did, I did not see, even though they had the game on here, I really didn't see what happened between the Giants and Padres. I know the Padres came back and whooped them. But uh, I guess it was really rough for Shamanaya again. I'll just say this. I got buddies that I grew up in San Diego, they're saying, hey, do you want Sean Mania back? <laughs> and I was like, wow. Uh, my response to them, I, I, I think all A's fans will know this. My response to them, you'll love this. I said, be very afraid of doing business with Billy Bean. They wrote a book and a movie about it, and they did a movie about it. So not always when he trades you guys do they go on to have great careers but, yeah, Sean Manaya have been having a rough uh, session down in San Diego. But, you know, I mean, I, I thought I wanted to see – I don't know about you, Joe, but, I I mean, Sears, I looked it up uh, in the book, in my scorebook. He retired 
You know, but when they took right, right before the the Velasquez hit that I thought Machine should have fielded, he re- oh, yeah. he he retired fifteen straight. I want to see yep. him keep going. Yeah, because you know what they they weren't really hitting him hard. You know, it was getting the contact was definitely getting a little bit harder. But to your point, you know that's a ball I think Machine makes or that should make a third baseman should make that play more often than not. And I know they ruled it a base hit. It could kind of have gone either way there. And I think that was just a little bit of, you know, Mark Conte protecting a guy that maybe wasn't stretched out as far. But you're right, the way he was rolling through that, I'd like to give him a chance there. You know, like, get to see if maybe he can get a double play or he gets a pop-up and just kind of limits the damage there. Although, to his credit, Sam Mole has been the breaking case of emergency guy for the A's this year. And he's been very good coming into those situations. It was just... You know, one breaking ball, maybe too many, when Renjifo was just sitting there, looked like he was just going to ignore anything else and just got a hanging breaking ball and did not miss it, as he rarely did during this series today. And that's where, yes, I could not debate anybody. You could come at me with that, and I would go, yes, Sam has had a great year. It's playing it by the book. And that's why sometimes I say to myself, you know what, I like to – I like to see what's actually going on in the game and not have to always go to the book. You know, manage by what you see, what's in front of you, what's going on, instead of saying, well, this is what the book says. I mean, because Sears, like I said, he had retired 15 straight. Machine makes that play. That's now 16 straight. You right. give up a weak base hit to right field to Fletcher. Fletcher, my God, is Ty Cobb against the A's. That's no big deal. And then you go after Otani, and, you know, let's see. But, unfortunately, and, and the thing that I'm, you know, I just want to look, because obviously we haven't been uh, J.P. Sears scouting him. What's he been doing in Scranton Wilkes uh, Bar, whatever it's <laughs> called, their AAA team. But he had pitched this year. He had gotten in 11 games. Nine starts down there with the Yankees, seven games, two starts down there, and now another start. So it's not like this guy hasn't been pitching. So when we say, well, you know, it's stretching him out, how many pitches did he have in this game? It was in the 70s, I saw. it was. Uh, I'll have to pull it up here off the top of my head, but I know it was in the 70s, low 70s, I think. Yeah, I'm uh, not. So, I, I'm not so sure. The whole uh, he hasn't been stretched out. He's been pitching all year long. Nine starts. Nine starts at AAA. Two starts at, for the New York Yankees, and then now another start. I mean, he's had quite a few starts with a bunch of appearances. So I don't know how You know, when we say he hasn't been stretched out, I'm not so sure about that. Now, how much of that do you think is just, hey, this is Mark Kotze's first time with this guy. He's still getting to know him a little bit. And, you know, as they get a little bit more comfortable, that maybe Mark Kotze will give him a little bit of a longer leash. Or is that something that we've seen from some of these other guys like James Caprillion where, you know, Kotze, as you mentioned, he's got a playbook. He's got guys that he trusts. Sam Mole is one of those guys that didn't work out today, but you know how many times have we seen Mark Kotze make a similar move, bring a guy like Acevedo or Sam Mole in, in that exact same situation, and the A's get out of it, and you know we're not even talking about it after the game. Well, I just think this. I just, I just think it's baseball. It's, it's today's sure. baseball, which is they want less. They want less out of their starters. They just they, 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 there's a point they want their starters to get to, and a lot of times it's third time through the order, which of course that's exactly what we're talking about. It's third time now through the order. 
He gets pulled after uh, Fletcher, which Fletcher was his third at bat. So you kind of just you, you see what the playbook is, and it's just not the A's. It's it's every team. It's where our sport is. It's the panic button because the bat the numbers just show third time through the order. It just dramatically changes for the worse for a starter, better for a reliever. That's the playbook. Sometimes, though, I want to say. I'm not so sure why you even are so strict with a playbook when you're 41 and 71. I'd like to experiment a little more. You know, I, I always go back to my football days that you know if you're in a if you're having a bad season in the NFL, you know you see NFL teams the last X amount of games are going to start experimenting with stuff for next year versus going, let's play it by the book. Cause we're, you know, cause they're playing for draft picks by that point. They have no problem experimenting. They have no problem running different plays and putting different guys in there. I just, you know, at this point when you're 41 and 71, I don't think you need to go by the book. And once again, I'm looking at that, you know, 13 starts on the year so far for J- JP Sears counting today. And if you look at, you know, what, 20, 20 21 appearances on the year, I, 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 I'm not necessarily buying that this guy can't be – and he was cruising too. It's not like these were stressful right. innings either. I mean, like I said, he retired 15 straight. He doesn't look tired. Well, let me just ask you this because obviously context is always important. All those points that you make obviously are very good, but does it change your mind just a little bit that it was Otani that was coming up next? No, once again, you're 41 and 71. What are we talking about? I, well, I mean, that's what you're, you're 41 and 71, but you're still trying to get matchups and you're still trying to get guys into their routines and things like that. You've got a lefty well, coming I, up. I, I would and say you got this. A lefty and Sam Mole coming out of the bullpen. I would say this. What's better for my future, right? What's better for my future? Building the comp- confidence of J.P. Sears getting Shohei Otani out or Sam Mole? Yeah, but the flip side of that is what if because we don't know JP Sears that well. What if he comes in, he's been cruising along, he's feeling good, and all of a sudden Otani comes in, takes him deep. Renhifo comes in, and now you're getting into a little bit of a situation that we saw with Adam Aller earlier in the year when his confidence got shaken up. You know, you gotta you gotta keep some of these guys feeling good, and so JP Sears. He pitches really well. He gets to leave feeling good, even though he doesn't get the win. The A's gave up the hits and things like that. But he gets to feel good about his performance, and that's something I think you can build on with some of these young guys at least. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I just, just for me, haven't watched him cruise, retired 15 straight. Let him keep going. Let's see. Yeah. Well, it was tough to see the A's get the loss today. We'll roll along here. We'll take a couple calls. If you want to still try to jump in, the number is 833-625-2278. Joe Hughes and Chris Townsend talking about the Oakland A's uh, falling here as they get ready to head to Houston to take on the Astros. One of the actual surprising teams, they've played well in the division, especially as of late, because they have struggled against the Angels. They've struggled against the Mariners this year. So maybe they can get it turned back around because it has been a struggle so far for the A's who have lost five straight games. You want to jump in? 833-625-2278. The number Chris and I will continue. We'll take your phone calls and we'll also hear from the A's starting pitcher J.P. Sears on the other side as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. 
Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay. Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs. Ashby Lumber. Innovation. It's at the heart of Cal State East Bay. Like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students map genes from California's endangered plants. Or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect of Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact. My name is Amanda Kate Ferris, a singer-songwriter from Midlothian, Texas. I'm back on air with Boot Barn. Jesus walked on water and he walked on a moon. And that's some real good walking like the kind I'm gonna do. I'm gonna walk, walk, walk at on you. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the movement at bootbarn.com slash back on air. How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1025R compact tractor. Shaw stands for skilled hands at work. And he lives up to the name as he uses his versatile tractor to make the earth take the shape that I wanted to take. And the Allens fire up their John Deere 3032E compact tractor to grow about nine acres of flowers. Because the beauty of having land 
is deciding how to make it yours. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. Here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and joy. Here's the pitch and it's on the way. The breaking ball waved at me. What a job. He's just allowed one base runner through five innings in his A's debut, the lefty J.P. Sears. And halfway through our ball game today, after four and a half, it's the Athletics and the Angels. Nothing, nothing. Christian Cal is swung on, line shot, a diving play, backhand. Velasquez gets up, throws the first, but not in time. And he pulls Goslin off the bag anyway. And that's the first major league hit for the local kid, Cal Stevenson. And the Stevenson fan club down to our left in the lower deck. Right near the ace bullpen. They are going crazy over there. You're grinding along in the minor leagues, and there's no doubt a lot of players have it through their mind, is anybody paying attention to me? And then he gets traded, and suddenly he's playing for the hometown team. What a great moment for Cal Stevenson. But Chris, look at all the people down there. Yeah. It's like half of Fremont is down there cheering for Cal. Well, that was the silver lining of today's A's 5-4 loss of the Angels in extra innings. It was an impressive debut for a pair of A's rookies that making their A's debut for J.P. Sears, his first start for the A's after coming over in the Frankie Montas-Lou Trevino deal. And for Cal Stevenson, who was part of the Christian Bethencourt trade, making his A's debut his major league debut and picking up his first big league hit, the Fremont kid, in front of friends and family out at the uh, ballpark. So, a cool moment for the A's as they are uh, seemingly transitioning here in the final months of the season. We're going to maybe start to see some of these younger guys getting an opportunity as the A's are uh, trying to figure out what their future might look like. Good afternoon, Joe Hughes with Chris Townsend as we roll along with A's Clubhouse. One final segment, if you want to try to sneak in a call, not too late, 833-625-2278. And Chris, overall, is that what your expectation is maybe over the next month and a half for, for this team? Is that we're going to start seeing some of these younger guys maybe getting a little bit more of a run here as the A's are trying to figure out, okay, what's next you're going to start looking like? Joe, permi- can I get permission to put the cart before the horse? Permission granted. I love this kid. Are you kidding me? Uh, what I saw today, just I saw speed. I saw good eye, that last at-bat, so pitch recognition. That last at-bat where he got down and then worked the count back. And the one thing that we heard about him is that he's a high-contact guy, makes a lot of contact. And, my God, if you look at the our box score night after night, if there's any team that needs high contact, less strikeout, it's the Oakland Athletics. I mean, he can play all outfield positions. This is isn't this kind of exactly the the kind of guy you need? And he comes over in the Bethencourt trade. And obviously, if you're playing for the Rays, 
You know you're getting somebody that knows how to play the game because they're not going to have a guy in AAA. Because when you're in AAA, you're there because they think that you might be able to help them at the big league level. The Rays have a standard that they have for certain type of players. I I really like what I see. I know it's one game. That's why I say cart before the horse. But uh, a guy that can run, play all three defensive positions, and he makes a lot of contact, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, I think you really hit on it there is that it's where he comes from. When he comes from that Rays organization, because how many times have the Rays called up guys that are seemingly a no-name guy, not a top 30 prospect, and they come up and they're able to contribute in the right roles. You know, it's not quite as extreme as what we've seen from like a Faron Zaidi team where you're only going to play in this specific situation, but you're going to have to have a, a, a basic skill set that you're going to build on, and they want to see that. And, you know, one game, as you mentioned, it's cart and horse and all that jazz, but, you know, he looked really impressive, and he never looked overwhelmed. And sometimes when you're, A, making your major league debut in front of your friends and family, there's a lot that goes into that where, man, you could see guys feeling nervous, pressing a little bit, maybe looking a little overmatched early on. But that was not the case today for either of these young guys for the A's because they both look like they have been doing this for a little while instead of just kind of making a a franchise debut in front of the new ball club, in front of the new fans. Yeah, and people need to understand that, you know, the two of us, as much as we have to cover this team as professionals, but we're A's fans, right? We want to be entertained and we want to enjoy the season. It's baseball. It's, It's what we love. And when you're just writing down the same names every day in your scorebook and you're seeing the same results and you're looking at, okay, they're four for set, they're, they're 41 and 71. And then you look at, you know, on this homestand, they went 0 and 5 in this homestand and they were four for 44 with runners in scoring position. I mean, it's like enough. Let's see some different stuff. And that's where you can get, I think, everybody excited is let's see some new and some's going to be bad some's going to be good but just something new and younger you know to bring christian pache back up to bring up uh kevin and i know kevin smith has struggled miserably down in triple a but shay langoliers he's got nothing else to prove bring him up once we start seeing more guys and and guys that are potentially the future That'll make, I mean, watching this team the rest of the way a hell of a lot more exciting. Yeah, and it's going to be something that this team is going to have to figure out because I think you're right. A guy like Shea Langelier is is done enough to earn the promotion at some point in the, the next month and a half to figure out if he's going to get a chance to start sniffing the big leagues here. But what do you do with that? I mean, you got Sean Murphy, who's your guy, a gold glove player. You know exactly who he is. And He's a guy that's been carrying the Zays offense for the last, you know, six, seven weeks now. In the middle of that lineup, you want him to play. He's still a young guy and could be part of your future, depending on what you decide to do this offseason. But you've got a guy that you also believe is going to be a part of that future for a long time in Langoliers who doesn't play a different position. Now, you have the DH you can obviously use, but, you know, how do you try to balance that out with a guy like Langoliers who's, you know, knocking on the door, looking for an opportunity, and a guy like Sean Murphy who hasn't done anything to get pushed out of the way? So you, you, you go down to Vegas, right? And, all right, let's go across the street to the casino. It's a Red Rock Casino is across the street from the ballpark. And have, yeah. a few, have a few drinks and just, you know, and you just look at him. You go, what, what do you think he can play? 
Like what? what like what have you played? Yeah. Did you play? You had to play something else at some point, right? Did you play first base? I don't know. Some of these guys, you know, Soderstrom played Scott short. Hattenberg and Moneyball scene, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, Soderstrom played shortstop in high school at some point. So right. it's like, hey, can you play right field? Can you lay it play? Because because the bottom line is, I need to see your bat here. And I, and, I, and I don't want to, and we talked to David Forrest about this the other day on Ace Cast Live. Like, we don't want to raise, if we got 8,000 catchers, we don't want to raise them all to be DHs because Sean Murphy's behind the dish. Well, you know, at some point you want to see bats, and they love this Susac kid who they just took in the first round out of Arizona. And if you look at his timeline, you know, top pick out of college, you're kind of looking two years. I mean, this is not – you kind of follow the Buster Posey model. It doesn't take very long. So, at some point, if we've got all these catchers and they're not going to get traded for something else, we got to find some positions for them. And to your point, a guy like Matt Olson, who was another guy that the A's had really high up before he made his debut and really settled in. Remember when he came up, he was a DH. He was a right fielder. He was a pinch hitter. He played first base. They found ways to kind of get him in early on to start giving him those at-bats. And he would, you know, my brother and I would just kind of like joke a little bit because he would watch Matt Olson out there and he seemed like he was jogging out super slow to right field. And you're like, what is this guy? How is this guy one of our top prospects? And then you see is like, okay, first base. That's exactly where he belongs. But, you know, that's how they got Matt Olson some at-bats early on when he first started cracking the big league. So, you know, maybe you start seeing some of that with these guys like Shea Langoliers because that's a guy that, as you mentioned, that's going to get a lot of fans excited about what's coming up for the A's and uh, and could be part of their future. But really quickly as we roll along here with A's Clubhouse, Joe Hughes and Chris Townsend, we're going to take a, a quick look at the Mechanics Bank out-of-town scoreboard as we brought to you by Mechanics Bank. We were talking about it earlier today. The Padres, which is a team that – you know, everyone was gushing over after the trade deadline. They make the Soto deal. They bring in Josh Bell and, you know, they bring in Josh Hader. They made a big change to their offense. Struggled early on. They lost five straight coming into yesterday's win. And now they come out and they beat the Giants 13-7. to Schadenfreude for a lot of A's fans enjoying that the Giants are struggling this year. But also <laughs> the Padres looking pretty scary right now as their offense is kind of starting to come alive here. Yeah, let's just be honest. It's great to see the Giants fold, right? <laughs> Giants want to, and, and you know, I'm saying it now as I'm I'm in NBC Sports uh, studios where it's Giants fans everywhere, and I was just laughing, going, "Did you guys win 107 games last year?" I mean, <laughs> if they finish under 500 after winning 107 games, it's literally one of the worst collapse from year to year we've ever seen in the game. The data doesn't lie. Thank you, Scott Emerson. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's no way to look at it. I mean, they counted on so many things that went right a year ago. You had career years from guys like Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt. You know, obviously Buster Posey retired, but they counted on all these things, you know, reoccurring that you're going to have a career year from guys in their mid-30s. You know, that was a special season. Can't take anything away from what they did. It was a great back and forth with the Dodgers, you know, a great playoff series, really entertaining stuff. But, you know, they counted on all these things like, they they had figured out some model of baseball that nobody else was thinking about and doing, and it just seemed really bizarre the way they attacked the offseason. So, uh, you know, I don't think there's anybody that has a Giants friend that had to deal with them winning 107 games that's feeling Giants fans right now. Oh, it was miserable. Oh, it was it was it was miserable up until the Dodgers knocked them out. And then we didn't have to hear about it anymore. Uh, just looking at the standings, I mean, obviously the West doesn't matter. They're 23 back. 
They're now seven and a half games back of the last wild card spot. I mean, it's it's uh, the 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 guys here at NBC still want to hold out hope, but uh, good luck. Yeah, it's the Lloyd Christmas. So you're telling me there's a chance, you know, <laughs> yeah. because there's not much going on. I'm pulling it up here from fan graphs because I know it's been low. The uh, the playoff odds. For oh, let me the, guess. Uh, let me guess. You have it up. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to say 5.7%. Over 3.2% to make the playoffs and a 0.1% chance to win a World Series. So who do do they still have the Yankees at 100% even with them them been losing lately? Yeah, there's a couple clubs. Let me see. The Dodgers are one of the teams at 100% to make the playoffs. Uh, I think there's uh, the Yankees are the other team at 100% to make the playoffs. So that's the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the the Astros, of course, another team at 100. And the Braves just a tick under there at 97% as a chance to make the postseason. On the way up today, I was listening to uh, XM MLB channel that I absolutely love, and they were talking about the Yankees, and I did not know this, that the Yankees, after losing last night, they're playing later on today, right? No, they, they're playing, uh, I'll see if that's over, because I know that uh, Aaron Judge homered again. He had his 45th homer of the Ooh. year, and they have, they've got something like, it's 22 more homers than the Braves, which are the next closest team, so uh, it's 4-3 to three Mariners uh, as the winner in that game. So I heard this stat. And it just it, it it was like so telling that the Yankees have only won three games this year. What's their win total right now? Uh, the Yankees are now a major league. They're actually behind no, they, the Astros, seventy-one and forty-one. The Astros, yeah, they lost. Them. They lost to the Mariners four to three. So they're seventy-one. So out of those seventy-one wins, only three have come when they haven't hit a home run. Wow. And we you, talk about the A's being dependent on the home run and the long 50, ball for their offense. So it was 52% of their of their runs come from home runs, and they've only won three games uh, that they haven't homered. I said this back when I was getting all angry about losing to the Yankees. When the A's were at Yankee Stadium and we were having a rough time of it, I'm going to stick by what I said then. Yankees will not go to the World Series. I will take the Astros in a series against them, and there will be another team that when you're so reliant on home runs, you can look hell on wheels in June. You can be smoking people even towards late in the season. But when you get into playoff baseball and you are a one-dimensional team where how they score is ball going out of the ballpark, it just takes one series, ball doesn't go out of the ballpark, and you go home. And one of the reasons why they haven't been to the World Series since 2009. Yeah, you know, you look at the the American League, which I think is definitely a weaker league right now than the National League. You look at those top teams in the National League versus the American League. You have, you know, the Yankees and Astros just by record right there. And then kind of a a lot of middling teams that are right underneath it. You know, a team like the Mariners playing very well, and they made obviously a big trade acquisition. So they're looking to make a late push. But, you know, really not too much out there that I think some of these top National League teams – would be really scared at if you're a team that like the Braves and the Mets, you know, looking really good. The Dodgers, the Padres, with everything that they've done, it just looks so much scarier in the National League than what the American League has to offer right now. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun coming down the stretch. There, there is no doubt about it. And give the Mariner, whoever this rescue dog is that's running around the Mariners clubhouse and on their field, right. that yeah. is like their new mascot. This rescue dog is definitely working for them. Yeah. All right. Well, Tony, before we let you get out of here, we're going to check with what's on deck with Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, you can learn more at ashbylumber.com. Before we talk about what's coming up with AceCast, I do want to ask a piece of advice. I asked Ken Korak earlier. I'm throwing out the first pitch on Friday, the, uh, the, the firework night at Oakland. I think it's the 19th. I'm throwing out the first pitch for that game. Do you have any advice for me? Because I'm going to climb to the top of the mound, as scared as I am to do that, and I'm trying not to embarrass myself too much or go full Rick and Keel on it. You know, Ken was saying, well, they've got the big net back there, so don't feel you know afraid to go high on it. So do you have any advice for me before I make a first pitch today or on, he, uh, coming up on Friday? That's the advice he gave you? Well, he gave me some advice. He said to get it high. You know, don't bounce it is what he said. Okay, first of all, the problem with that advice is is there's people that are always standing behind the catcher. So if you go high, you run the risk of nailing somebody. So actually going low is actually a better strategy. Wait, wait, how much time? Are we talking about what, the 20th? Uh, The 19th, the Friday the 19th, the fireworks. Friday the 19th. Yeah. All right, when's the last time you played catch? Uh, I've been playing catch, getting ready for this. Yeah, I've been uh, practicing in the backyard and, you know, throwing the ball around a little bit, making sure that I measured it out exactly to 60 feet, 6 inches to make sure that I could do it there. Like, I'm thinking, like, all right, you just got to get up to the mound. Like, because I don't want to get too in my head where I'm like, oh, first base side or third base side of the rubber doesn't matter. No, no, no. no. You know what you need? All you need to do, and I've done it a couple times, go out into the parking lot before the game loosen up okay loosen up just go out in the parking lot play a little catch loosen up because you don't because if if you go out there tight and then now the pressure's on and the amelia announces your name and you got the adrenaline flowing you're all tight that's when you throw it right into the ground right you throw it 55 50 feet whatever so go out to the parking lot loosen up a little bit get a little sweat going right so then when you go down there and you get that ball in your hand, and another thing, uh, ask, for, ask for two balls. Because what happens is, as we as human beings, we're not used to throwing a baseball without a glove in our hand. So what happens is, if you hold a second ball in your hand, in your left, you're right-handed, right? Yeah. Okay, so you hold one ball in your left hand, and you're going to throw it with your right hand. It helps, in your mind, balance you out so many times. It's one of the reasons why people also throw it in the dirt is you're not used to throwing it. You're used to throwing a football without something on your left hand, but you're not used to throwing a baseball without a glove on. So it's weird, and you come up short and short-arm it. So if you can, get another ball to put in your left hand kind of evens you out. But I would, I would go out, play a little catch, get a little sweat going, and then go down there loosened up. See, this is why I'm glad I asked you. And not only that, it's going to be evergreen knowledge because anybody who's listening to us right now, if they ever get the chance to throw out the first pitch, now they know what to do. Because I wouldn't have thought about, A, throwing it out there and stretching it out. I'm going to go full Liam Hendricks with like the long toss, getting ready for that game, but also balancing it out because you're right. Just about throwing a ball one-handed, it is going to throw you off. Now I'm wondering if I just bring my own glove, though, and just kind of come fully prepared and then kind of get into a full wind-up there. Yeah, no one's going to judge you. 
No, not at all. I mean, go out there and, you know, whether you want to let it rip or just throw a strike, I mean, it's your moment. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be on video. And it just That's depends. A problem, though, right? Not, not if you throw a strike, you look like a you, you look like a rock star, right? You're like a you're like, hey, I threw a strike. So I mean, the thing is, whether you bring a glove or you don't, just things to think about. But the number one thing, just get nice and loose, get a little sweat going, so when you go up there, you have a little confidence. I think that's the key advice. All right, man. So uh, A's cast live. Uh, you guys, what's coming up on Friday? It's going to be A's uh, taking on the Astros. You guys coming up on Friday. I saw Robert had the guest list earlier. Looks like you guys are starting the weekend off pretty impressive. Yeah, big show. Of course, it's Friday, so it's the Mark Kotze show. Uh, the skipper will be by. Big Murph. Sean Murphy will join us. And then we're also going to have Bobby Crosby, former Rookie of the Year, and now the manager at Midland will also be on the program. So a packed show, 2-4, to four, on A's Cast Live on Friday. But, Joe, you can take the day off tomorrow. Oh, how kind of you, sir. How kind. But also just want to remind everybody, if you want to find any of the great A's cast interviews, head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. You want to catch up. I was listening to the Dave Cavill interview from yesterday. A lot of great stuff on there about what's going on with Howard Terminal. So make sure you head over there to athletics.com slash A's cast to catch all that great A's content there. The A's falling to the Angels today, falling five to four in 12 innings as the A's unable to avoid the sweep. They're going to head out and take on the Astros on the road. Townie will be back with you on Friday with A's cast. I'll be off and looking forward to talking to you soon. I'll also be at the ballpark on the 19th, throwing out the first pitch. So if you see me out there, come say hello. It would be nice to interact with everybody that I've been talking to on the phone line. So A's fall to the Angels. Thanks for listening on A's Clubhouse. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Hot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central. Message. Video. Phone. Together. Hey, A's fans, your athletics are back in town and we're kicking off the series with a boom. That's right, post-game fireworks presented by Lagunitas are back after Friday night's matchup against the Mariners. Friday, August 19th, join us at the ballpark when the A's take on the Mariners and then head down to the field to see the best fireworks display in the Bay. August 19th fireworks presented by Lagunitas. Tickets start at just $15 and are available at athletics.com. That's athletics.com. Ah, hitting the road with the family. On your way to nonstop adventures, no worries ahead. Because you know you can stop at a Chevron station along the way. Get fuel for your car, fuel for your crew. That's Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable mileage and snacks for all. Coffee for mom, chips for the kids, cold drinks for dad. You know, for the road ahead. Toss in some laughs, out-of-tune singing, and a zillion are-we-there-yets, and you just made lifelong family memories. Chevron, together ahead. 
Adventure X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Imagine everything you need in one place, all within reach at your fingertips. Welcome to your happy place. The all-new Staples Connect app, where you can save money with just a tap. Exclusive app-only savings and all your rewards in one place. No searching, just saving. Now, download the Staples Connect app and get $10 off your next $50 in-store purchase. Download the Staples Connect app today and find your happy place. Offer ends 1231 in-store only. See app for full offer details. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Raleigh sets up outside. It's on the way. And it's hit the deep left. Right down the line, if it's fair, it's got a chance, and it is gone. Elvis has tied it up. Swung on, it's belted, deep left field. Solak takes a look, and out it goes for Steven Piscotti. A bomb over the out-of-town scoreboard, jumps the A's ahead 2-0. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre- and post-game for every game. 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss, blew it by him at 95, and Zach Jackson strikes out the side. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 